Holy moly. My back. Feels loose as anything. Thanks to acupuncture. Thanks to me. Thanks to Jem and his acupuncture mat. I have a holy back. (laughs) Welcome to episode 14 of the Powerful Nonsense podcast. Entitled today, How to Rekindle Curiosity for Creativity. And as always, sitting next to me, the acupuncture king, Jemmy Otis. Hello, everybody. Uh, so, today, we've been, last few weeks, we've been talking about creativity quite a bit and that sort of thing, so we're kind of continuing that theme. Yeah. Um, particularly about curiosity for creativity and how that affects things. Um, we're going to be looking at, you know, ways in which curiosity has been kind of suppressed um, and how we can rekindle said curiosity as well. Um, let's jump straight in, Jem, with the quote, as always. Sure. So the beginning quote of the episode is, The whole art of teaching is only the art of awakening the natural curiosity of the mind for the purpose of sat- satisfying it afterwards. And that's by Anatole France. Fantastic. Um, so do you want to just kind of elaborate on that on that quote a little bit more for us, Jim? On that quote, so I think basically what he's saying there is, I think a lot of people say, what is teaching about? Or what is learning about? And he's basically saying that really learning is there to sort of reignite that sort of curiosity in people to get Mm -hmm. people interested in wanting to learn it's not about telling people what they should know it's about allowing them to ask ask questions that are gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna make they're curious about things and they want to find out about them yeah definitely and i think um going to kind of the whole caveat of the whole point is that clearly we're in a situation where our curiosity Curiosity, <laughs> curiosity has kind of been dampened, suppressed, and and we're not as curious as we are when we're children. Because obviously, kids, particularly young, like babies and toddlers, are naturally inquisitive, naturally curious. And as we've got older, that curiosity is kind of suppressed and and everything. And I think it goes to what you said of the fact we're actually taught what to know as opposed to how to find out what we should know. I think, like you say there, like in early age, it's all about curiosity as a, to a kid is sort of survival. If you don't, if you're not curious on how your parents react to you or what you do and suddenly you get your food or if you cry and your mum comes over and cuddles you. So as a child, you have to be curious. Yeah. But slowly as life goes on, we kind of train train people away from this curiosity because it's it's kind of like your basic needs are met and curiosity is that sort of extra level, really. Mm-hmm. And, and why do you think then that we have been kind of trained away from curiosity what's what's the what has caused that curiosity to kind of disappear i know we talk about it a lot but uh, it comes down to again it's our sort of industrial the industrial economy that we've all been brought up in our schooling system is based on this sort of passing knowledge it's just sort of relay what you learn it's not learn to sort of ask better questions and so we've been taught in a way to not have to be curious. I mean, in some ways that makes our, our lives easier because I think being curious is really challenging to mm-hmm. always be asking questions, to always be wanting to know answers is, is a difficult thing. And so 
when when we were being trained to work in these factories it it wasn't it wasn't useful it wasn't necessary for us to be curious in any sort of way mm-hmm. and so obviously the schooling system wouldn't why why train for something that you don't need yeah but we've we've spoke about it a lot before and i think it's it's just becoming more and more important really because people are realizing well these these jobs that we were we're teaching kids to kind of go for no longer mm-hmm. exist and suddenly well, as we say with creativity and the same with curiosity it's now becoming the buzzword it's the thing that really yeah. counts yeah well absolutely and i think i think the real buzzword more than curiosity is innovation and in order to innovate you have to be curious you have to see things in a way that other people don't see them that's the whole point of innovation um like if we if we look at steve jobs as an example and we've got a quote from him later on um but if you look at his kind of portfolio his body of work people always go yeah well steve jobs never invented anything and correct he never invent he didn't touch a line of code he didn't write any code he he didn't invent anything he saw things and he saw ingredients and he put them together in a unique way that had never been done before and then created masterpieces of of art really and um i i think that's like he's seen as a unique innovator of, of, of epic proportions and all it is is he had the curiosity i mean it's that famous uh, interview which frankly changed my life and the way i see things where he said you know if you look at life and you're told to think things in a certain way and you're told things work in a certain way um but then if you look at the world and and think to yourself well actually all these rules that i've been told that exist have essentially been built by people that are no smarter than you are and then when you realize that and start pushing things and prodding things just to see how they react that's when you unlock the pure like um potential of life and the world and everything and i think that's that's the key i think i think you can go in i mean you've read his autobiography and he Mm -hmm. talks about going on this sort of spiritual journey or sort of finding himself and he went away kind of like you do you kind of go into your cave and you find Mm -hmm. who you are and i think for him i think that was him sort of letting go of because i think when you're a kid you can't help it you're innocent you're just listening to what people say yeah and so you are going to be trained out of curiosity it's natural that's what happens and so that's as he got older he sort of he sort of realized like you say once he realized that point that he could change things he could mm-hmm. push push and prod things then it sort of opened a whole new world up to him and i think that's the thing that more people need to be able to to do and everyone yeah. has the capability it's mm-hmm. just that we've sort of set these sort of stories that we've given ourselves or yeah. we've we've become so sort of addicted to that authority that we mm-hmm. kind of just take it for what it is yeah and it's kind of now you need to learn to be interested enough to sort of break down that process mm-hmm. and sort of reignite that sort of freedom to play with things, freedom to be curious about yeah. things. And I think if you if you look at Steve Jobs, I think what makes him un- unique is the fact that he never actually lost that curiosity. He almost refused as a child to abandon that curiosity um, because I mean, in his when he was at school, he was a troublemaker. The schools hated him, and the own the reason was was he was being told what he should know and it wasn't keeping his brain occupied it wasn't fulfilling that curiosity that he had and then there was that teacher which he i think says in the autobiography like i owe this teacher everything because she realized that the issue was that he was curious um and so she essentially bribed him and as homework would set him what seemed like an impossible mathematics problem 
um, and say, look, if you can get this to solve this by the end of the week, I'll give you a suite or whatever. Um, and so he went, oh, great. I'm getting something that nobody else is looking at and I'm getting to, I'm getting to play. And so he, and, and that's really built on his curiosity. And I think that is the problem with the education system that we have and why our curiosity has been suppressed is because if you're in, if you are a student that is not being kept occupied with your mind and your curiosity, that student's going to cause trouble. Or you've got ADD, or maybe. Or you've got ADD. <laughs> and as Ken Robinson always says, he's not going to deny that ADD exists. But he doesn't believe it's an epidemic. He thinks the problem is the education system. Because you're told to follow... And I mean, if you go back to our education podcast previous, that yeah. we, we did uh, a few weeks ago... Um, he talk, it's all about that sort of stuff and keeping people occupied, fueling their creativity and, and, and things like that. I think, I think what you said there is really important because if you, if you stick a child who is curious in a class, he's going to get kicked out because he's disrupted. And then, it, and then as he gets older, he, he's in employment and he's asking questions. Again, he's a hassle to that team. Mm -hmm. If the rest of the team are conforming, they're doing things the way they've been told to do it, and he comes in and starts throwing out these new ideas. Again, people don't like that. People don't no. like change. So he's disruptive and he gets chucked out. But really, this sort of economy now and the way the world is working, technology, is putting us in situations where, I mean, I, as you say earlier, I, I let you try out the acupuncture mat, <laughs> which I bought. But now, by me opening up to you, you're probably, you, you have the freedom now to go away and learn about that. Yeah. And it's so available. So I can go outside my house and see a tree and I can go online and Google it and find out what that tree is. And so we're actually in a world where curiosity, the answers are so available. Yeah. But then we're not training, we're training people away from that. So people are kind of becoming more and more, not, I don't think they're becoming more curious, but they've got the opportunities to kind of feed that curiosity yeah. a lot easier. And I think that's where I think academics worry, I think. Because, and I think I've mentioned this in, in one of our earliest episodes. Um, I watched a documentary about the rise of the internet and everything. And there were so many academics that were like, well, you can't beat a book. If you have a book, you read it cover to cover and you learn everything within that book. Whereas the internet, you just learn snippets. And it's like, well, yeah, because I only want to learn snippets. Like, if I want more detail, I will find more detail. I will buy that book that you're telling me I have to read to have any level of knowledge. But until now, if I just want some base information, I'll get base information. I'll just quickly go on Wikipedia. Go on YouTube, watch and a video. Go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so you're allowed to have that curiosity with the internet and I think I, I mean the amount of times at uni and this astounded me if you do if you do a reference from the internet you're not allowed to reference Wikipedia I'm like why because there's no guarantee that it's true I'm like and any other website is guaranteed to be true like yeah in fact Wikipedia is probably more reliable than most because it's actually policed read, isn't it <laughs> I read articles on the Times website for example I don't read the Times but just <laughs> a newspaper website right yeah. that get facts wrong and I know more than they know like I remember reading a, an article about a new Apple product and they got it completely wrong the specs the name everything wrong and I was like you're a journalist. You're meant to be a reliable source, and I know more than you do. Like, and and that um, that guy with Samuel L. Jackson, they thought he was Lawrence Fishburne. Like, yeah, I can trust I can trust Wikipedia, <laughs> but 
the academics don't like you doing that because they don't you're not allowed to be curious because these are the facts these are what you're supposed to know and that's that's it. that's just the way it's done and yeah. it's been done that way so please don't rock the boat <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but like what we was talking about there like it is becoming really important nowadays because i've been in companies where they're sort of suddenly building up these sort of knowledge and innovation teams and people mm-hmm. who are the ones who are meant to come in and be disruptive and it kind of makes me laugh because it's sort of it's sort of like this second four and it's i think i don't know whether it's becoming a little popular thing to have a creative team or an mm-hmm. innovation team mm-hmm. or is it just that people are coming around to the fact actually we need people in our organization who are going to actually ask questions or are going to kind of see these cracks yeah i I think it's a fad i really think it's a fad and because if you have a dedicated team for ideas and innovation or whatever they decide to call them you're you are essentially going everybody else isn't supposed to do that you guys (laughs) you're allowed to think but you guys you just you just carry on being drones and we'll let these five guys do all the thinking and it's like that's such a backwards way surely if anything you should have you thousand people you can be the innovators you five guys you can be the drones <laughs> surely it should be that way around well what i think the main thing is it's sort of building that ethos or those values into your employees yeah. or into yourself like we, we all talk about entrepreneurs who may be going it alone mm-hmm. but companies as well it's your own personal value yeah. it's not something you can sort of assign to somebody and yeah. it suddenly happens it's it comes from within it has mm-hmm. to be you have to be naturally curious about that subject you can't i couldn't put you in a job i don't know if we say like the call worker or the person who answering the telephone then say get really interested in the kind of wines you're selling because it's not a passion for you so you can't sort of assign somebody to be curious about a certain topic unless they come into that job already loving what they're going to be selling or doing and of course you're supposed to um (laughs) because that's always the interview question why do you want to work for us and then you have to feed some bullshit just to go yeah rather than going i need money yeah yeah i'm really really interested in the nappies that you make (laughs) like i think they're really like innovative an innovative nappy and you can throw that word around nowadays and it really makes you sound quite clever yeah absolutely absolutely and um there was a point i was going to make but i can't remember what it was it will come back it will so um because I've been reading a lot of um, Maslow, who's a psychologist a lot of people know. I know you didn't know about him, no. but you're gonna, I'm going to have to pass you over some books. And he has this sort of hierarchy of needs. And I'm not going to be talking about the hierarchy of needs now, but he was sort of saying that there's two types of curiosity. And one comes from this idea that we're lacking something. So I think we, we talk about scarcity and abundance. So it's that sort of scarcity side of curiosity. And there's also the abundance side of curiosity. And we were talking earlier how we think that, I mean what would you say it'd be could you give us your sort of views on this sort of scarcity curiosity and this sort of abundance curiosity well i think if you're if you're curious because you feel that you need something then you're curious for the wrong reason and you're you're already looking for a solution you've already made your mind up as to what this so it's a false curiosity really because mm-hmm. you're going okay well i need this so how can i manipulate things to get that result um, as opposed to I've got what I need let's see if I can make it better um, and I think if you go in with the frame of mind of I know what the result is going to be or I know what result I'm after I really like that you're, you're already kind of you're limiting it's sort the of like you've, you've set your ceiling on curiosity because you know what your goal was whereas on the other side of abundance there is actually 
you haven't got the ceiling because all you're doing is you're learning to get mm-hmm. to the next level and once you got there you're going to carry on whereas mm-hmm. the other one has that end point yeah. and I didn't think about it like that so I really <laughs> like that you brought that up that's a really nice way of looking at it and I also I think you've you've already kind of um, you, you're rather than because if it's if it's an abundance curiosity like, I've got everything I need you're more inclined to say what if um, than if you know well that's my end goal it's more than how as opposed to what if. So you're not actually being curious at all. You're kind of going, well, somebody's managed that. How did they manage it? So you're just, repeat, you're just repeating something. I think as well, especially if you're coming in from that sort of I'm lacking something curiosity, I think it's really hard to stay motivated. I mean, people, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, like you say, how are you going to put enough effort? Like, I know, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I love psychology and I will buy books and I will read so much because I'm interested in learning. I don't even know how it might apply to my life, mm-hmm. but it's just something I constantly want to keep learning more about. Yeah. I think that's the difference, really. You've got to just, you're doing it for the right reasons, as you say. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you think with regard to um, sort of, because talking about psychology, obviously there are clearly going to be health benefits to being curious over not being curious um so for example um or not so much health benefits but kind of a correlation between health and and curiosity so how do you think that it can be negative or or positive in that respect i think the like going back to maslow's hierarchy of needs actually the basic level of that is all about having this um it's sort of having your basic needs met and whether that's food and i don't know shelter these are really basic needs and i think when it comes to curiosity you cannot be curious if those needs are not being met mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they there's there's loads of studies that talk about this idea that if you're stressed you're not going to be creative or mm-hmm. if you're stressed if you're constantly worried about earn have enough money or being able to feed yourself or have a roof over your head it will cut off that creativity because as i said earlier like creativity is that extra level it's not your mm-hmm. body your mind is not going to want to be i mean i'm no psychologist but your mind is not going to go push itself when the basic needs aren't being met yeah. your mind's thinking how do i shelter myself how do i feed myself how do i Mm-hmm. It will look for those things, but even relationships, that's part of that basic, you need relationships around you. Yeah. And so there's a massive correlation between the health because you need to be at a state where you are, you are secure, you are mm-hmm. comfortable, and then curiosity will grow from that. Like yeah. you said before, a lot of people are working in organizations where they're stressing, where like you said, they're in the interview and they're thinking, I just need this for the money. Mm-hmm. That person is not in a, a place where they're comfortable enough to come into that company mm-hmm. where the money's covered, they're feeling comfortable, and then they've got the space to think, how can I make this company, be- company better? Yeah. Like you say, a lot of people are thinking, I'm living check to- paycheck to paycheck. I want to know why you're not paying me more. It's yeah. not, I want to come in here and see how curious or how many new ways of doing things I can bring to the table. And, and also, that's the problem. if you are in a situation where you're trying to make ends meet, you're not going to go in and want to rock the boat because you're like, I don't want to risk my job. It's true. By exactly. upsetting people, really by coming point. up with, with ideas. And actually, I was listening to, uh, I think it was maybe John Lee Dumas, um, a guy who um, he went into, he was doing, was he doing freelance? No, he went into a company as a, in a new position. I think it was an intern, maybe. And uh, he, he was just a master at systemizing things. And he came up with more systems, more systems, and made things super, super efficient. And then he got to the point where he there was this one one thing which was really bugging him really 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 bugging him and he sis, he 
came up with a really efficient system and went to his boss and said, look, I've got this new system. It's going to eliminate these people, so it's going to save you money um, and just make things a lot more efficient. Turned out that the people the that or one of the people that was going to got, be got rid of yeah. was one of the best friends of that manager. Oh, no. And so they were like, nope, no, we're doing it the old way. And he was like, yeah, but this is a better system. Nope, we're doing it the old way. And um, was in a position where he was almost ready to just leave because he was like, well, I can't, I can't fulfill my curiosity and there's clearly some issue here. And I think that's a fear for a lot of people that, you know, if you do make things better, like, are people going to lose jobs? Are you going to lose your job? You know, if you if you upset the wrong people and then if you are trying to make ends meet, it's like, well, I'd rather just play it safe. And I think that's the problem. It's that play it safe attitude, uh, which we're kind of bred into or trained into at school. Because it's like, well, this is how it's done. Don't rock the boat. Mm-hmm. And like you say, with that play it safe, once you get into that mindset, and if we're going back to sort of neurology and the way the brains work, if you're in that mindset where you're constantly playing it safe, all you're doing to your brain is you're reiterating the idea that you do not think outside, you own, you, you play it safe. And I think mm-hmm. there's a word for that, and they call it, it's, it's this idea of seeking newness. And I think it's the seeking new, I don't know if this is the proper term, but they sort of, a lot of people talk about this seeking newness pathway. And if you're somebody that, like you say, has been brought up in that fear, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to like, I don't want people to lose jobs. I don't want to say something to my boss Mm -hmm. in case I offend him. What you're doing there is you have just, you're programming yourself. You are telling your mind that don't think more than you should because it might get us in trouble. So you're putting that stress already Mm -hmm. on your brain. You're closing off that area Mm -hmm. and you'll soon enough, like you say, you've just don't you don't push outside yourself yeah it's like um we were talking a bit we last i think the last episode on creativity or one of the episodes on creativity we were talking about ways of um boosting your creativity and all that's doing is going back into your head and sort of making you like daily doing a daily practice of 10 ideas yeah that's just reversing that process but like you say most people are sitting in that job just reiterating that process yeah they see problems they all they can see what's wrong and what could be fixed but mm-hmm. it's sort of they've reiterated it so many times that they shouldn't be seeking you know shouldn't be like challenging people yeah. that it just becomes a natural reaction well how many times as well and i mean in a call center that i used to work at there was basically it was market research and there were questions and stuff and it, you know we there were times where the questionnaire that we were going through was so awfully written that it just didn't make sense. And the people on the end of the phone were getting annoyed because it's like, well, I've already told you this. This is the situation, blah, 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 blah. And there, there was a time where a guy sat next to me, said to one of the supervisors, look, this is a real problem. I'm coming up against it every single time. There's got to be a better way that we can do this. And this is what I think it should be. Why don't we try this, 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 and this? And the supervisor said, I agree. I'm totally with you but they're not going to do anything about it upstairs. Well, why? Because they they're not they they don't care. They don't care enough for that small problem. You've just got to deal with it. But why can't you tell them? I can tell them, but it's pointless. <laughs> it's a waste of my time telling them because they're not going to do anything about it. I can tell you that for a fact now. And knowing the organization like I do, that was definitely true. And how often does that problem come into play? You've got so many you've got to go so many levels above to actually solve the problem that it just doesn't get dealt with because everybody goes, well, they're not going to be interested or they're not going to be interested. And going back to this uh, scenario where the guy came up with all these systems, what he eventually did was he cornered the CEO of the company and he said, I've got a presentation I want to show you, just five minutes. 
showed him the system and he went, I want you to go do your own business, freelance, and we'll hire you as a supplier. And basically mentored him and and paid him. like And to the point that he then said, okay, I'll do that. And then he, he went, okay, this is how much I'm going to cost you. And he went, you've got to pay me at least double that. I've got to pay you at least double that, rather. Was that the intern who was basically pitching mm-hmm. his new business idea? and To the CEO, because yeah. his manager was going, nope, nope, nope. Okay. So he just went straight to the top. Okay. Um, and the CEO was like, great, I need someone with that level of curiosity. That's amazing. But we're always kind of shot down whenever we do try and try and be curious. And going back to something that you said um, before we went on to that, about um, limiting yourself, and because we're constantly being trained into this well we can't be curious and, and that sort of thing I'm going to segue a little bit and I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball oh, no. but do you think and because I've not read the book yet so he might cover this mm-hmm. but do you think that that is the cause for the Icarus deception is the lack of curiosity and how we're trained out of curiosity do you think that's the cause I think that's what he says in the Icarus deception it's all about this idea of we don't train people to fly too close to the sun because you'll mm-hmm. get burnt and the burn, getting burnt, is you going to your boss and saying, this is not right. This is how we should be doing it. What happened to that guy when he went to his manager? He flew too close to the sun and he got and he got burnt and he got mm-hmm. closed down. The guy at your call center, he went to supervisor. He flew too He flew high. He flew up to halfway through the sky. Yeah. The supervisor said yes. So he carried on flying. Yeah. Got to the top. No, hit hit the sun again. But it's those people that are going to be willing. That's why this digital economy is so, like, it's so important that... We're constantly be the kind of people that will go mm-hmm. and go as high as you can because that's where you're going to create remarkable products. Well, the brilliant thing about the digital economy, um, as opposed to the industrial economy, is the fact that there is no sun in the digital economy. <laughs> there is no sun. There is nobody to tell you no. But I don't think there's ever been anybody to tell you no. no. It's just that you've been... It, we're constantly put in this world that sets these limits mm-hmm. and that's that's the problem but that's why I love the digital economy because it is opening people up to say actually there is no limits and I can read and understand why certain things yeah. hold me back from doing things and then that gives you that sort of platform to just yeah. take off the only the only limit is whether or not your idea will work and whether or not people want see value in your idea that's the closest thing to the sun we've actually got. And it's that, again, say what Steve Jobs says. If people like what you do, they vote with their wallet and they'll buy it. And if they don't, they won't. And that's it. Like we said earlier, like we were going to say we were going to call the episode maybe like Curiosity and the Cat or something along yeah. those lines. And when we looked back and we did a bit of research, we found out that it's actually a pro- the, the proverb Curiosity Kill the Cat actually originated from Carol Kill the Cat, which was um, from a playwright, Ben Johnson. And... We was, that's exactly what you're saying there is you will not you will not fly close to the sun or you will not push or you will not make an amazing product if you do not care first because mm-hmm. care or having that imagination or yeah having enough care is the only thing that will sort of give you that catalyst to be curious because if you don't care about something why the hell are you going to learn about it yeah absolutely absolutely um so obviously we've talked about not having curiosity and things like that um, and, and the fact that we're lacking curiosity and why we're lacking curiosity so uh, what should we probably do in order to improve our curiosity and things like that I think really you just have to have a have a conversation with yourself you have to really think about what do you actually enjoy what gets you what what things you just do out of the joy of learning like mm-hmm. there are things that people have and I know the problem like we said earlier the problem is 
is that stress, that first level. If you're not having your basic needs met, you're not in any position to be curious. And the problem with not being curious is that you're not going to be learning new things. And human beings love to kind of feel progress. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like a circle because you're in that sort of trying to cover your basic needs. You can't be create, you can't be curious or learn things on your time because you've got all these stresses. And so you're going to feel really negative, like you're not moving anywhere. And so first you i'd say yeah the first step is really getting that basic level like down and then you can start working on the thing this it's why a lot of you see a lot of people who work in companies they do the job which is fair enough but i have to do that you have to you have to do jobs that aren't exactly what you want to do because yeah you need your basic human needs met and then it gives you the space to kind of do those side breaks why do you think people a lot of these sort of entrepreneurs they do side projects because that's the bit where their curiosity is being pushed yeah and yeah and a lot of them would love that curiosity project to take off and be the thing that covers their basic needs that's the dream of everybody that's what we all want to do but it's at the beginning is getting into that stage where you've covered the basic needs and now you can start focusing on the things you actually care about and there are things and i think a lot of maybe older we're quite young now so we still we've come out of uni we've already got those passions that we knew we loved at uni but there might be older people listening to this and they're probably so fallen away years and years have gone by where they're like well i don't like anything it's like no you do it's just that you've so disconnected from it that you really need to rein it in and really start to think what did you enjoy doing when you were younger what were the things you just made did you pull out a piece of paper and just start drawing did you start painting did you start playing sports what sport was you good at mm-hmm. and these things will open you up to be curious about those sort of things and yeah. that's what i think needs to be done yeah and i think it goes back to that question which seems to come up almost every single episode now which is if money was no object how would you spend your time like how would you spend your time and that's what you should be doing it's like uh, dan miller says on 48 days he's like uh, in recent episodes he's been talking about people working despite not needing the money and it's like, well, yeah, because, and he says, like, if I, I don't need the money to doing this, what I do, but I do it because I enjoy it and I do it because I love it and it gives me purpose and things like that. And I think that's what everybody needs to think about. What is it that, that gets them excited? What is it that makes them go, oh, I'd love to do that? Or, you know, even to the point of what are you saving your money for? Like you, if you're saving your money to do something if that's traveling or buy a big TV or whatever, or think about what those things are that, that, that you go, yeah, I'm going to work these extra hours and put this money aside to do that. What are those things? And then that will probably give you a clue as to what you should be, you know, indulging your curiosity with and, and exploring as options for, for the future. I mean, it's the reason why we do this podcast. I mean, we're not getting paid to do it, but we love, we're, we're curious with the topics we both speak about. And when we put them together, we can get a balance and it's going to help us grow. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how you see things, how I see things. And hopefully more people come into discussion as well and let's share these sort of discussion because yeah, we're all curious together we all want to grow together and that's what i think we really need to foster really yeah definitely so i think that's a good place to start wrapping up there um can i just say one last thing it was yeah. basically on the idea that i think what i mean a lot of people who are kind of thinking oh yeah it sounds all great to be curious and more creative but you've got to realize that once you ignite that creativity in yourself you're going to start to feel positive and you're going to these things are going to just each one's going to put the next thing into place. You have to, the more you know about things through the curiosity, it's just going to set things in drive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to see that it doesn't have to be a massive, like people say, oh, we'll start a business or do something. You don't have to take that humongous leap. Just start by being curious in something you care mm-hmm. about, whether that's picking up a book, whether that's reading the article, whether that's just talking to someone who might know something about the thing that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is great about curiosity. It is such a small barrier to entry. Yeah. And it just starts with you saying, okay, I'm just going to 
it's just going to start really and how many how many times do you hear of entrepreneurs that have got really successful businesses that have started just from going i've got a problem how can i solve it and that's what I mean. They suddenly, the curiosity is ignited and they're going to go and look into it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I Because the first got. thing will be, well, I've got a problem. Somebody's got to have had this problem that they've dealt with. Google, Google, Google. Nothing. Oh. Everybody's got to have... This is a common problem, surely. I'll create... I'll solve it. See if I can solve it. And then, I mean, okay, yes, you're probably doing that through curiosity, through of lacking something. But also you are still indulging that curiosity. But it's, an, it's an internal curiosity because you want to know, is there a better way of doing this? Yeah. Is there? It's not, like you don't go in, like you say, you can't just go in with the money in mind or the business in mind. Mm-hmm. It's got to come from inside. It's got to be, I want to, I actually want to know this. Even if I don't sell a product, Yeah. I just still want to know this. Yeah. Even if I don't make money from it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So um, what sort of action steps can we give to people who are, who have maybe sort of become their curiosity is lacking and they want to sort of rekindle that? Well, the first thing I think is to really kind of go out and start, put yourself in a situation where you are posing questions. I think I mentioned it earlier. Start saying like, what if, why not, or why? Not necessarily how, but like pose the more curious questions of what if this happened or what if that happened? Where would the, I mean, all you got to do is look and try and predict what the world's going to look like 10 years in the future and you've you've got a great place for curiosity like um sony have just recently announced vr but like virtual reality headsets and stuff and like where are the possibilities of that and just think of those sorts of things and really just kind of try and picture the world that you'd like to to see i think and and just put yourself in there even if it's just something mundane like making a cup of tea what if or you know how could i make this cup of tea taste even better anything like that just it can be it doesn't have to be huge doesn't have to be world changing it can just be really mundane um and then also really really important is just really to take yourself outside your comfort zone i think so many times people are hindered by the fact that it's it's the fear of the unknown and although that's that seems to be like an old adage we fear the unknown i'm not sure it is all that old really in all honesty because most of the great myths of of and legends of history have come from a lack of understanding and then people have gone well how can we make how can we understand that and how can we deal with this un- big unknown that we've got whereas these days if it's if it's takes you out of your comfort zone it's like no no i'm just going to carry on with my 9 to 5 and earn my money and i'm safe then so really really push the envelope put yourself out like outside of your comfort zone so then you're forced to start asking questions and, and kind of you know learn new things i like using the example of especially with languages like if you were to drop yourself into a new country you are forced to be curious on how to speak that language mm-hmm. and so it's the same with something you're interested in think back to something you're interested in put yourself in a situation where you are the you are the child in that you're just learning for the first time and suddenly all these things coming in are going to just send ideas are going to come up in that area yeah just keep putting yourself into these new situations well, there's a guy i think again i think it was entrepreneur on fire um a guy who i mean he was doing it to write a book really more than anything else but he basically just quit his job and he gave himself a budget of 25 dollars and he went to, he just picked a town, a city, and he went to that city. No no home, no job, no nothing. He had $25. 
and he's he was basically worried that the American dream had collapsed and that it no longer existed. So he he was like, I want to prove that it does still exist, and just with hard work and perseverance, you can do whatever you want. He was like, within a week, I'm going to get a job. Ten days later, still no job, and he was struggling and struggling and struggling, and um, and then he he was talking to another homeless guy, and the homeless guy said, Look, you need to go in there and you need to say, I am. Don't send an application. Go in and say, I am the best at this job. I am the best you're going to find in this city. I'm the best. And just let me work for free for a day to prove it. And he was just learning life skills like that because he really put himself outside of his comfort zone. And that level of, of learning, because you put yourself in, that is life-changing, completely life-changing. He will never, ever apply for a job in the same way ever again. He'll never go through the traditional route because he was curious enough to explore new ideas because he was in this difficult situation. He had $25. He was living in a homeless shelter. He had nothing to lose. And so he indulged, he was like, well, it's worth a try. Let's see if it works. And it did. And he, he turned it all around and... And I think it's things like that we have to be aware of. And I think for entrepreneurs who are always banging on about ideas and, oh, I don't have an idea, I don't have an idea. What that All that, all that means is you haven't put yourself in a situation where you're curious enough. Mm-hmm. And so ideas will come to you when you start doing that because there's a lot of the world or a lot of businesses you don't know about which you could potentially make money in or do something you enjoy in. So Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the, the final... Uh, action step really which kind of links to what i've just said as well is just learn to listen uh or even just indulge the senses really i think even beyond listening uh just sit in a park and just watch people going by watch the way that people behave watch the how disgruntled the guy looks like because he's carrying all the shopping bags of the of his girlfriend and you know you can pretty much see when a relationship's on the rocks if you look hard enough like me being an actor i people watch a lot and there are sometimes i stood in the middle of a shopping center and just looked around and just seen people and you can see like all of those those things that make the world tick and the way people are working so just really indulge in in and be observant like even even if it's just a case of not having your earphones in when you're commuting on public transport and just take in everything that's going on around you uh, but i mean listening is is a key one because obviously people will tell you their problems they'll tell you um you know where the world could be and you know if we had a perfect world what would it be and all that sort of stuff and just explore those ideas and get into those deep conversations i think so many people and me and my flatmates agree on this so many people are unwilling to ask questions like my housemate is infinitely curious he'll always ask really weird questions and and people will be like that's a really weird question why are you asking me that and he's curious and he wants to know so just put yourself into those situations where you become the weird guy yeah yeah become the weird guy become the guy that is asking the weird questions because it makes you more interesting if nothing else and why not exactly exactly (laughs) why not indeed um so let's wrap up with our steve steve jobs steve Steve jobs quote so the end quote is by steve jobs and it is i'm a big believer in boredom boredom allows one to indulge in curiosity out of curiosity comes everything it's a bit what you said there just sit in the park and be bored and see what happens yeah definitely um so as always if you've got anything that you do want us to uh talk about or if you have any uh feedback on what we've already been talking about if you want to put in your two pennies worth uh do send us an email you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com 
And you can email me at gem at powerfulnonsense.com and that's spelled C-E-M. Or if you prefer Twitter, you can contact me at Wayne underscore Ingram. Or gem at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z. And we have some news. Yes, you held me accountable and my uh, new ebook is actually live and available. It's if you go to powerfulnonsense.com slash status go, um, give me your email and I'll send that over to you for free. It's called yeah, it's called Status Go, and it's the 10 unlearnings for the digital economy. It's a lot to do with the stuff we talk about at the moment. It's me sort of putting together all this stuff into one place, and it's available for free. So please download it. Please share it with others. And I still haven't read it yet. I need to read That's it. That's terrible. I know. I'm, I'm so awful. I'm sorry. Um, and please, 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 if you do enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Um, I mean, we're in the position where it, it does unfortunately have a minor cost to actually run the show. And we don't need to ask for money from you guys. All we ask is if you do want to support the show, please leave a review on iTunes. It really, really does help. Um in many ways just to kind of boost the show and and help to pay for it you might not believe so but it certainly does so please leave a review uh we would be eternally grateful uh if you would do that um yeah that that that's it i suppose it's cool it keep keep curious keep keep asking the questions definitely so and um have a great day and i will speak to you soon yeah